0: I know something that's that's pretty big that's been coming up since has been, uh, I've been writing my step one, and there's been like a lot of, there was a lot of
1: bullying um, in my life. Hmm. Um, so I think a lot of that is like
0: um the shame with like my sexuality and like just being a person. <laughs> and I mean, there was just a lot of, uh, relentless bullying, like for, for years and years and years. Mm. Uh,
2: you want to do that? So. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. It always starts out with the facts. If I were watching a video of you being bullied, what would I see? Let's start with where were you? Where would it happen?
0: Um, the first big incident was at church. Okay. Um, they had a... Uh, like an after school program. So you go there after school, after elementary school, and you kind of do like the bell choir and stuff like that. And, um, Um, the preacher's son would like slap and hit on me like in the bathroom just for no reason. mm
2: -hmm. And that's and how much older was this kid than you?
0: Maybe Two or three years. I think I was in third or fourth grade. So he might've been middle school or,
2: Okay, would he call you names too, or just hit you?
0: um, I don't recall any names. I think it was just hitting
2: so that's one. Give me another
0: um, I was in um Boy Scouts, and my dad was ended up being. An assistant scoutmaster and then later the scoutmaster, um, but there was two guys that would just relentlessly um, bullying me. I mean, they were a year, like a year or two older than me, so it was like the entire time I was in um, scouts. And um, I mean, it was just it was relentless because we would meet every Monday, and it was every Monday. And then we would go on camping trips, so it was at least an entire weekend once a month. And, I mean, that was four years of that. What would they do? Um, just call me, uh, I mean, I don't know what I can, homophobic slurs. And they called me f***ing, like, gay. Um... And like i would smile a lot so then they would just like comment like why why are you smiling so much like but it was because i was like nervous
2: all right so let's use these two examples
0: Uh, you
2: were hit and smacked especially in the bathroom by your pastor's son who was a couple years older than you and then when you would go to scouts every monday these boys who are a couple of old, years older than you would relentlessly call you names like yeah, right. <laughs> fam and tease you on every camping trip you went to every Monday for four years.
0: Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> okay. Very good.
2: I'm sorry, dude. I can totally relate to that. Really,
1: it makes me sad. Um. What wounds?
0: I think like rejection and an abuse.
1: Yeah.
2: And when that rejection and abuse wound was being created, what did you start believing about yourself?
1: I think just unlikable. Because... Uh, Because, of course, you know, the
0: pastor's son was, like, the most popular kid in the group. And then that one is, you know, picking on me in the bathroom. So it's like, am I the lowest? Because he's at the top of this
1: fictitious hierarchy, you know? And, uh... Yeah. It's pretty, pretty worthless. I'm worthless how
2: often does that, when you feel that rejection mood as an adult or the abuse mood as an adult, how often does
1: the feeling of I'm worthless also show up for you? Um... Pretty. Pretty frequently, I would think. Um, mm-hmm. Just, you know, um, even
0: before we I signed on, it was like
1: I I was kind of you know getting nervous and freaking out, and um. You know, my partner was just kind of cleaning up and
0: she just, you know, hey, it's fine. Or she's like, everything's okay. Everything's okay. But it was just something about the way she looked at me and it just crushed me.
2: Um, Yes, a little little thing like an eyebrow ring raised or pursed lips can snap that wound. Immediately we begin to think why I'm worthless
1: over and over and over. Yeah. I can relate to that.
2: So when that happens, what emotion
1: do you feel? Uh, I think it's In the middle of
0: fear and sadness, but leaning towards fear.
2: Mm -hmm. So fear comes from a sense that something bad is going to
1: happen. So when your wound gets hit, what are you afraid is going to happen? She's going to be mad at me. Or somebody's going to be mad at me or upset with me. And then they will do what? Hit me in the face, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Or just, they'll hit yeah. you. They'll hurt you. Hmm.
2: And that comes from those mm-hmm. experiences, right? And yeah. probably a lot of others too. And sadness comes from a sense that you've lost
1: something. So, what do you feel like you've lost? When that wound gets hit. Maybe I'm sad. I
0: I took away the happiness that she was feeling and, and did something
1: to her to make her upset. I think that's what I'm sad about. Yeah. Hmm. So it's a sense of
2: it's my fault that she's sad. I did something wrong. Mhm. I get that. All right. So, who shows up to help you?
1: Um
0: I think my rebel shows up a lot.
1: Anyone else? The
0: martyr. Maybe politician. Mhm.
2: When you were a kid and they would um bully you, who would show up?
0: Nobody. None of the shadows would show up. Oh, I thought you meant like who would step in. <laughs> like, you yeah,
2: had you had to do with that all by yourself, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yep. No no nobody helped. Yeah.
2: Except for these dudes. Uh who would show up then?
1: Um, probably the judge what would the judge say why't you
0: you know why are you a loser? why do you you know why do you have braces <laughs> why do you have acne why 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 are you smiling all the time like Why are you not friends with? Why can't you make friends? Mm. Pretty hard on you.
2: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Who showed up right before today and your partner gave you that look? Who showed up?
1: The martyr. Hmm. What did the martyr say?
0: Do whatever you have to to make her happy again?
2: Hmm. you gotta do it whatever it is. you're responsible yep. for her happiness, yeah, okay, so we're gonna come back to them in a second, but um when you hear these shadows show up, that can be incredibly painful. And so then we end up finding ways to like numb it or protect ourselves in one way or another. So there's a million ways we can do that. Some of those are like pulling away, um, using drugs, alcohol, um, whatever to escape what we're dealing with. It could be that we protest and whine about it. So, what do you normally find yourself doing?
0: Um, disconnecting.
1: Um, that's you know. Um,
0: I used to smoke, so I would do that a lot. I used to um, earlier in life, I used to drink a lot just to. Just to black out. Um, don't do that anymore. Well, on purpose, I guess. <laughs> um, porn, sex, um, talking with people. Just, yeah, that was. Porn and sex and smoking. What did
2: those, what did those do, what did those things do for you?
0: Mm, Just they were an escape. I could just,
1: Mm -hmm. you know,
0: sit outside and. just escape from boredom escape from thinking um dealing with anything doing anything what did sex do for you i mean you know now i kind of realize it didn't do anything but at the time it was everything um it was it you know uh an ex you know it was it was validation it was validation that i was attractive or validation that someone wanted to do those things with me because they wanted to you
2: know. yeah cuz they accepted you they were attracted to you when you have a wound like rejection that probably means a lot so you said that you figured out that doesn't actually work for you what do you mean by that
0: i've been uh i've been attending 12 steps
1: um since november um and I've done a hundred meetings in a hundred days and, and it's been
0: life changing. It really, you know, I'm, I'm new to it. so But it's just having that gap and that space in between like those, those types of habits
1: and just like emotions are hard. Um, but like the consequences with
0: dealing with them in a dumb way, like it used to, or are worse. <laughs> so, so I'm trying to learn and and trying
1: to really establish is is just like I don't need that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. When. You would resort to those things. what would you end up feeling
0: instead of joy and love peace i mean it was i mean there was a lot of depression i was I was working a lot um lots of hours um and I couldn't even do chores around the house, but I could, you know, smoke a pack of cigarettes in a day and, 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 drink and, and look at porn for hours and hours. And, and then I was be anxious because it'd be, you know, I'd had the Sunday scaries and I haven't done anything all weekend. So I'm pretty worthless. Um, I'm not a real human being because it, I'm having to talk myself, I'm having to motivate myself to go do the laundry so I can have clothes, clean clothes to go to work the next week and, and, uh, and motivating myself to even like get out of the house to go grocery shopping. I mean, that was a intense labor you know that was a huge ordeal to go grocery shopping down the street you know so overwhelming yeah
2: hmm. so i'm gonna circle back to those shadows which shadows
0: contributed to that I think the judge of like, you know, at at the time I was in Long Beach, California, and it's like, I'm not taking it, you know, I'm from a small town in the south, and it's like, oh, that's a big city, like, you have so much stuff to do, and, but I'm in my apartment by myself, watching tv all day and not enjoying my time there or 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 having a a life or or anything i'm just working and existing and then that's it but it's Mm. like you know the weekend would come and it's like why am i not doing this why am i not doing that And then the politician, like, that work, like, I'm a workaholic and, like, doing all these, moving up in the workplace. So it's like, yeah, I've got my stuff together, but I go home and I'm, like, falling apart.
2: So what does your judge look like?
0: Put together, well put together physically fit version of of me, I think my royal and my rebel are just interconnected.
2: hmm what do they look like?
0: I think it looked like me in <laughs> the past three years ago. yeah
2: okay so in a younger version of you mm-hmm what does your politician look like
0: just attractive physically good job
2: does he look like you or somebody
0: else he doesn't look like me
2: he doesn't what does he look like?
0: Strong jaw. <laughs> um, better, better hairline. Mm.
2: Um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Mm. And your martyr? I
0: think just like the workaholic version of me. Uh, I would just put myself above the needs of the company and, and of others before my own. Okay.
2: So, in your mind's eye, just around the room that you're at, where are they standing?
0: I guess like the judge and the politician are pretty close.
1: Like the rebels kind of behind me, but like patting me on the back, rubbing my shoulders. The martyr martyrs, mm-hmm. kind of sitting on the floor. Okay, so, yeah, martyr is.
2: So just mm-hmm. notice that they're in the room around you, which means they are not you.
1: What do you think that means? I, I can see them and interact with them if I if I want to. Mm-hmm. So
2: before you got on with me, you were pretty nervous. What were you afraid was going to happen?
0: I'd be late. I'd mess up. The audio, my audio wouldn't be good. The computer, uh, somehow it'd be my fault. Mm,
2: and then what? Worst case? And
0: then, worst case scenario, I ruined I messed up. You having a podcast for a podcast recording, you know.
2: And what would that mean about me and you?
0: I mean, you wouldn't have material for, you know.
1: Well, what wound would that stir up for you? Um, rejection.
2: Mm-hmm. You were afraid this wasn't going to work out. And ultimately, your martyr is like, you're really responsible for Troy's podcast. You really got to take care of it. And he's probably going to reject you. He'll be mad. Yeah. Which, by the way, none of that would be true. If it didn't work out, it didn't work out. But I hear you. I can relate. So you're scared. And they came marching out to help.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That's what they do. They're not very helpful. So no. notice how much this is woven into being bullied.
1: What comes up for you? It's like. Uh... Just some resentment towards and towards them, it's like like I have
0: you know I see them i like I can see them in my head clearly, like all the time, not all the time, but like if you ask me to describe what they look like i could I could tell you what they look like, and I just didn't feel like. It felt like I was the only one. They were they were, this. I mean, they were just bullies in general. But like,
1: I felt like I got the brunt of it. Like I got the most. You got it the worst. Yeah. Yep. All right. Just
2: take a deep breath. And just notice what's going on in your body. As you're talking about all this with me.
0: My chest is... Getting tight. And I'm... Somewhat... Pissed. Getting, getting some, getting, getting angry. Anger. Just not fair. Yeah, anger comes
2: from a sense that something's been taken from you without your consent. So what did these bullies take from you without your permission?
0: Just an enjoyable time. Mm. and and you know I, i've made i've made this joke about it several times it's like i was I, I was in the marine corps and you know people talk about the hazing and stuff like that there and i was like that's nothing compared to these two guys i had in boy scouts you know and it's and it really was like i would see some of these other guys in boot camp and it's like you know they're they're getting traumatized i was like I get it, but I did that ten years ago. Like mm-hmm.
2: they, your joy was taken from you without your consent. Yeah. Have you figured out how to get it back?
1: <sighs> no. Hmm. Well, let's see if we can figure it out
2: so breathe into your body you have the judge who's saying man you've messed this up you're not doing it right there's something wrong with you you have the martyr that's telling you you are responsible for joy's feelings you're responsible for your partner's feelings you're responsible for your boss's feelings and your family's feelings You're responsible for everybody's feelings. Your feelings don't matter. You have the politician who says, just cover it up. Don't let anybody know. Because if they find out, they'll just be pissed. And they'll hurt you. Got the royal and the rebel saying, this isn't fair. Screw this. Do whatever you want. What's it like to have them all talking to you at the same time? Mess this up, it's just
1: overwhelming. How long have they been doing that? As far back as I can remember.
2: Yeah. And when they show up, what happens in your relationship with your partner?
1: A
0: lie. I used to be a serial cheater. Um, Cheat all the time. Drink all the time.
2: So, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to ask your body a question, not your mind. And I want you to ask this question, what is my real truth?
0: The chest is pretty tight, still just I didn't deserve any of that. I didn't do anything to like instigate it it's like you know it's not like I went to like in church, like I went to the bathroom and I was talking to that guy like you know, and and needed a slap, like, you know, it's not like I,
1: yeah.
2: So it's not your fault?
1: So just breathe in that for a minute. It's not my fault.
2: When the judge wants to point out to you how this is all your fault. And you should have tried harder and you should have tried to be a better friend. And, and the truth is coming up that this isn't my fault. And what happens with that
1: tug of war? He
0: shut up now. <laughs> so, he's not saying anything.
2: So part of this truth is yeah. this wasn't my fault. So if it wasn't your fault, what does that say about you as a person?
0: I was just I was just fine how I was then.
2: Especially as a 9 and 10 and 11 and 12 and 13-year-old kid.
1: Yeah.
2: Mm. I'm perfect being me. I'm fine being me. I'm enough.
1: Your head's like, yeah.
2: So say that again. I
1: am enough. I am enough. Do you feel that?
0: Soda. Hmm.
2: On a scale of one to seven, seven being absolutely true, how true does it feel to you when you hear the words I am enough?
0: Three.
1: Okay. Yeah. Teeny tiny bit true.
2: Perfect. It's great. Great place to be. Okay. So... Let's, who do you want to deal with first? Which shadow?
1: the Judge. Okay. So,
2: Judge looks like a very put together version of yourself. It says to you. You should have been trying harder, you should have been more friendly,
1: should be a better partner. Should have done the dishes. That's why these people, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why they did the things. That's why they slapped me around. That's why they hurt you
2: because of all the crappy things you've done. I you wasn't cool
0: enough.
1: I wasn't. I didn't have the. Right clothes. Right shoes.
2: So, I want you to look at the judge and say, hey, I see you. I see you standing there.
0: I see you standing there.
2: I can see that you really are Trying to protect me from being
0: abused and rejected. We can see you trying to protect me from being abused, neglected. What's he do when you say that? Just staring back.
2: Hmm. Can you see how he's been trying to help you? Yeah. So can you thank him for trying to help you?
0: Thank you for trying to help me.
2: The truth is
1: The truth is,
0: I'm fine, just how I am. Mm, Say that again. The truth is, I'm fine, just how I am.
2: Mm, Breathe into that, man. Hmm. what do you
0: notice the chest isn't as tight
2: hmm. well, where's the judge
0: right now he sat down
3: Oh,
2: good. So the martyr steps forward. What wounds and experiences has the martyr been trying to prevent you from experiencing by telling you that you are responsible for everyone else's feelings? I
1: think it's my job. Like everyone's happiness relies on me making them happy, having a good time. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So I see you standing there, Martyr.
0: I see you standing there, Martyr. Thank
2: you for trying to help me.
0: Thank you for trying to help me.
2: The truth is the truth
1: is I'm not
0: responsible for any
1: of that,
2: so like to see that
1: it kind of hurts. makes it hurt I think uh,
0: just the letting go just the worry
2: the worry that
0: it comes up for me a lot like with my mom Um, like I was in like she's not gonna be okay unless I'm close by I need to stay close by, but there's nothing here close by for me. She has help if she needs mm-hmm. it. I'm like, so
2: you need to stay close by for your mom in order or to make sure she's okay.
0: So that, if she, I mean, she's getting older. So it's like if she gets, if she needs. Help around the house, or...
2: Well, you're afraid that if you didn't do that, what wound would get hit?
0: Maybe abandonment, because I don't want her to feel like... I'm leaving and, like, forgetting about her.
2: Mm -hmm. But are you afraid she'll do in her relationship with you, if you're not
1: around.
0: Just be miserable. Just waste away. She'll waste away. She'll be miserable.
2: So it's your responsibility to manage all of that. Yeah. According to the martyr. Yeah. And and your partner. And everything mm-hmm. else. That's really heavy. There's nothing wrong with wanting to help or provide support. The challenge is that when it's being done at the bequest of the martyr, there is a lot of resentment that happens. There is a lot of um, anger and sadness that comes because basically what the martyr is saying is your needs don't matter. Only everybody else's. So it's selfish. If you try to take care of your needs or try to find happiness or joy, you don't, you don't deserve that. Everybody else, everybody else does, but you don't. And so then out of obligation, we try to do the right thing, but we resent it. So what's really the truth?:
0: I'm not responsible.:
2: I'm not responsible. So if you're not responsible, what are you?
1: Am I fine the, the way I am? I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you struggle
2: saying that. I'm fine. I'm worthy. I
0: don't I don't believe it.
1: It would make sense because you've been told your whole life that there's something freaking wrong with you. But you said you do believe it a three out of seven. So there's a teeny tiny part of you that believes it might just possibly be true. Where is that in your body? I don't know if it's that. I just feel it. I feel a lot of stuff in my chest.
0: And I feel something there now. Mm
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What color is it? I think
3: it's
0: purple today.
2: Hmm. So just breathe into that. Let it expand a little bit at a time. Kyle, it's not your fault. It never was. And what happened to you was not okay. And what those boys did hurt. And they made you feel small, inadequate. Confused. Scared. You didn't know what to do with all that pain. And so you found a way to numb it. Part of that was believing that you're responsible for everyone else's feelings, and then you just had to try harder, work longer. But if we strip everything away, Kyle, you are enough. You're okay just the way you are. And you matter.
1: And you're loved.
2: How's that feel? true even if you're not sure you fully believe it and sometimes when I struggle to believe a truth like that I have to put some words in front of it like even though I don't fully believe this is true I'm willing to lean into the possibility that one day I will believe I'm enough. And that feels more true sometimes. So from this place of truth, what do you need?
1: Attention.
3: Acceptance.
1: Yeah. Where can you get some attention that's healthy? My partner, she's safe. anywhere else I have a couple friends close friends
2: when's the last time when's the
1: last time you reached out to them? last week Hmm. good where else My brother hmm. sounds like you got some people. What
2: changes can you imagine what changes if you're holding on to the belief that I am enough and that I matter and i'm I'm responsible for my feelings and they're responsible for theirs. And you go have a relationship with them. What changes?
1: No more pressure.
2: That sounds kind of nice, yeah? yeah? Not all that pressure to measure up and be all those things. You just get to be Kyle. From where I stand, he's a pretty awesome dude.
3: How does this feel, man?
2: Feels good. Good. Can you hold on to that? What can you do to hold on to this truth, even if it's
0: super teeny? Maybe remind myself I've felt it once and I can feel it again. Hmm, cool.
2: Some people will write it on post-it notes and stick it all over. Some people will write it on their mirror. Some people will put it on their phone as a text message alert kind of thing to remind them. Some people are vulnerable and they'll say to their partner, Hey, I'm starting to forget that I'm enough. Can you remind me of that? I'm starting to forget that I'm responsible for my feelings and you're responsible for yours. So can you remind me? Because I want to take on the world again and I know what will happen when that happens. It won't work out very well. Now, I know we didn't necessarily solve what you want to do with those bullies. And that probably would be something that you'd work on with some support. But we did connect with a different truth. That you are okay. And that's really important. Yeah. I'm proud of you, Kyle. Thanks. I really am. I can see you're working your butt off, dude. It's really wonderful to see.